Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Soul Led Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Claire Yosa, mentor to passionate world changers and author of the book Ditching Imposter Syndrome, as well as seven others. And today, in our third episode in my mini series about preventing burnout as we head hopefully soon out of the third lockdown here in the UK in 2021, I want to talk about why positive thinking can make stress worse. Yep, you heard me right. This one is for you if you have an inner critic that has been highly resistant to becoming your biggest cheerleader and you ever find yourself swamped in that negative self-talk that drags you down, it increases your stress levels, it makes you feel overwhelmed and it holds you back from becoming the leader you were born to be and making an even bigger difference in the world. The Soul Led Leaders podcast is for corporate leaders who are making waves and changing the rules with their hearts, not just their heads. But they know that their secret 3am self-talk is getting in the way. Where others stress about the status quo, you're the action taker who drives the changes and making a difference and being a crusader is hardwired into your DNA. The Soul Led Leader podcast is here to help. Led by Claire Yosa, law changer, eight times author and international speaker, each episode is designed to help you to clear out the secret glass ceilings you never realized you'd put in your own way so that you can step up showing up with all of who you really are and reclaim your power to make the difference you know you are really here to make in the world with clarity, confidence and passion. So in 2019, when I ran the imposter syndrome research study, the first large scale landmark research study of its kind in the UK, one of the findings that came out that really surprised people was that positive thinking and positive affirmations actually risk making imposter syndrome worse. We had a lot of survey respondents, both in the quantitative elements and in the depth interviews of people who were telling us that I've tried positive thinking. I've tried positive affirmations. They don't work. They make me feel like even more of a failure. But the thing is, it wasn't their fault. And this podcast episode is going to explain why and what you can be doing instead. So to be able to understand why positive affirmations and trying to plaster positive thinking over the top of beating ourselves up doesn't work, we first need to understand a bit about the stress cycle and then some demystified neuroscience. And I promise you, it's not scary. I dropped biology very early on at school. You don't need to be a brain surgeon to get this stuff. So let's start with the stress cycle. We think a thought. It's a bit of an icky thought. It's a worry thought, an anxiety thought, a beating ourselves up thought, a what if. That's a really good clue. What if usually means it's about to be followed by something that might make your inner drama queen or inner drama queen king throw a bit of a party. That thought often happens without us even realising. It automatically fires off biochemical reactions in the body that trigger the stress response, what's called the sympathetic nervous system, fight, flight, freeze. We know that's happening because your heart rate increases, your breathing moves up to your upper chest, you feel tension coming in the body, you are primed to look for threats and dangers, and you're trying to decide whether to run, whether to climb a tree, whether to stand still and pretend the saber-toothed tiger can't find you, or whether to bop it on the nose. Now, those biochemical reactions are running on autopilot. They're run by what's called the autonomic nervous system, which is what keeps your heart beating and your hair growing. And you can't stop them. You have the thought, they fire off. Then what happens? 
those biochemical reactions in the body create our experience of emotions in their simplest form. An emotion is a chemical reaction in the body. I know it doesn't feel like it's just that when we're having it. Yeah, the rotten tomatoes are going to hurt your screen, not mine. (laughs) But I certified as a meditation teacher back in 2008. And one of the hardest lessons I had to learn is that any emotion left to its own devices passes on through in just 60 seconds because it is just a biochemical reaction in the body. So how do we stay stuck in those emotions for minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, even years? Because of what happens next in the stress cycle. Those emotions feed more thoughts that crank up the dial on the mind story drama that feeds stronger biochemical reactions in the body that further crank up the emotions. So a tiny worry thought That molehill quickly becomes a mountain because of neuroscience and biology. And the way this happens is on autopilot for so many of us. And we've rehearsed these scripts, these soap operas over in our heads so often without even realizing it's what we were doing. And the problem is it also impacts then the actions we take. I was working with a client recently who was putting a major report together and they needed input from lots of people on this report. They're a very senior level leader. And a tiny thought about, well, what happens if I get negative feedback had become paralyzing because of this cycle. Now, luckily, we were able to use the tools that I teach and actually that report got done and the client's absolutely fine and everybody was thrilled with it. And that's a subject for a separate episode. But when we're looking at the stress of going through lockdown, the work from home, the massive changes we've seen in our lives, if you're caring for a school aged child, having to juggle working with school at home. Yeah. (laughs) And for me, all the extra cooking. I didn't know that my two teenagers plus the nine year old could physically eat that much. Yeah. When we've got these stress stories running, what happens is the body gets addicted to the cortisol and the adrenaline. It's what gets us through that sugar, caffeine, alcohol, we become physiologically addicted to the stress hormones. And without them, we simply flop, we crash. This is what happens with the burnout cycle. The more addicted we get to the stress, then there's a part of the body called the HPA axis. So hypothalamus pituitary adrenal gland axis. This is part of the nervous system that's meant to reset the stress response. Yeah, okay, the saber-toothed tigers wandered off to go and pester somebody else. I can relax now. I can go back to feeling relaxed and alert. I can get the relaxation response, the parasympathetic nervous system back in balance. And this is one of the things that actually as a meditation teacher, I teach to people a lot. It's how one of the best ways to do it. That yoga, vegging in front of a box set is not it. But, you know, it's a coping strategy we use. The HPA axis gets stuck. It can no longer press reset because we've been stuck in the stress for months rather than the minutes that it's actually designed to handle. This can trigger something called hypervigilance, which means we are constantly on the lookout for threats. When we're in the fight, flight, freeze mode, the body is getting ready to run from what it perceives as a real danger. And as I talked about in the last episode, so that was episode 12 on the Soul Led Leaders podcast, there are two types of fear. There's legitimate fear and mind story fear. Go and have a listen to that if you want to know more about this. The problem is your body feels every thought you think and it can't tell the difference between legitimate fear and mind story fear, the what if stories we're telling ourselves in our heads. When we're stuck in that chronic stress, the body deprioritizes useful stuff like growing healthy hair and 
digesting food and cellular level regeneration. And we can go months with the body not running properly like that, which is why we get so run down. And it's why chronic long-term stress can lead to burnout. Now, I promised you a bit of neuroscience. So here's what happens. Here's how the brain gets addicted to these negative thought cycles. Imagine your brain is like a field. And that field, it's midsummer, maybe it's growing hay. If you're my height, that hay's probably somewhere about head level, yeah? If you walk through that field once, I'm not suggesting you go trespassing. If you walk through it once, by the next day, that hay will have sprung back up. There won't be any trace that you were there. If you walk through it multiple times a day, eventually a footpath will form. But if you stomp through it with great big welly boots on a muddy, rainy day and you do it 50 times, it doesn't take long before there is a highway and very obvious shortcut through that field. It's the same with the brain. We think a thought once, it just disappears. We think it five times, it starts to wire as a shortcut in the brain. We add in the equivalent of those boots and the muddy day and the stomping, which is an emotion, add in a strong emotion to a thought, and it speeds up the formation of the shortcut meaning a throwaway comment or a tiny trigger can set off a cascade of other thoughts in your brain because they have become habitual thoughts. It also reprograms part of your brain called the reticular activating system, which is the filters in your brain to notice external sensory information to support that thought process. So if the thought process is, who am I to stand up on stage and present to the annual conference? Yeah, back in the days where we could do that, then your reticular activating system, because you've put a lot of emotion into that fear, worry, anxiety, what if thing, and you've probably practiced that thought quite a few times. What happens is the reticular activating system will notice information that supports that fear and it will dismiss information that contradicts it. And so we get stuck in the thought cycle. So we've got all of this running and we know We want to deal with those thoughts because we know, frankly, we're not going to perform to our best and achieve and fulfill our potential if we're spending every night at three o'clock in the morning beating ourselves up, worrying about things like imposter syndrome. Yeah. So what can you do? I remember many years ago when the book The Secret was all the rage. And back then I used to teach this stuff even then. And the whole idea behind The Secret was that the thoughts we think govern our experience of life. And it goes further and it talks about manifesting and stuff. Yeah, is think the right thoughts and the sports cars meant to appear on the driveway. That's a separate discussion. But I remember a dear old school friend of mine sitting there with the secret, nearly crying, just saying, I get this. But how do I change my thoughts? How do I choose which thoughts to feed? And the answer is not positive thinking. When we're stuck there in the stress cycle with those negative thoughts running, and the body is full of the biochemical reactions that cause the emotions of stress, fear, worry, anxiety, whatever else we want to call them, the body is biologically primed to think more negative thoughts. If you just try and plaster over the top, oh, but, yeah, with a nice, happy, positive affirmation, but I am a courageous being, I am fulfilling my potential, I'm not ridiculing these, okay, I'm a huge fan of positive affirmations done right, And if you've got ditching imposter syndrome, there is a whole how-to section on that. If you want to find it, you can either search it on the Kindle or pop to the show notes for this episode. I'll put a page link in there so you can easily go to that section. Show notes are at 
clareyosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash 14. Okay. When we try and plaster a positive affirmation over the top of a mind and a physiology and a set of emotions that are primed to think negative thoughts, it is like dropping a thimble of water into a bucket. It is going to make almost no difference. In fact, it can even make it worse. It can increase our stress. Because remember, the inner critics invested quite a lot into thinking those negative thoughts because it thinks if I stop Claire giving that speech, I keep her safe at some level. It's always about self-preservation. It's just the things we're scared of have got out of kilter there. Something that maybe our inner seven-year-old was scared of and we just created a coping strategy. When we try and plaster positive thinking over the top of stress and worry and anxiety, we're actually creating what I call a flip-flop. We're trying to go from, oh, I'm no good enough to do that. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, it's like a pantomime. And the thing is that the inner critic is going to trigger the backfire effect where you ever had to try try and have an argument, you know, let's take something contentious like Brexit, okay? Very few people are kind of beige over Brexit. Most people have a strong opinion. If you've ever tried to convince somebody with the opposite opinion to you that you are right, you'll notice they really dig their heels in. They don't listen to common sense. Obviously, everybody apart from you is wrong. Everyone without your opinion is wrong. <laughs> they dig their heels in. They will do anything to defend their opinion even if the data contradicts it, whichever side of the argument they're on. That backfire effect works in the brain as well. So if your inner critic is quite emotionally invested in stopping you from doing that board presentation, it's going to make sure it really digs its heels in when you tell it it's wrong. Okay? It's also, and when we try to add in that positive thinking and it doesn't work, we sit there and judge ourselves. We tell ourselves it's our fault. Yeah, positive thinking works for everybody else. That guru on the internet with those lovely photoshopped images on their website said it should work and it's my fault if it doesn't. So it can actually increase the stress cycle because to use the backfire effect to defend its right to be correct, the inner critic needs to crank up those thoughts a few notches, which cranks up the biochemical stress responses in the body, which cranks up the emotions, which feeds even more of those thoughts. And before we know it, positive thinking and positive affirmations have actually made our stress worse and made it more likely that we'll end up with burnout. So what can you do instead? Well, if you've ever learned to drive a car, and I'm here in the UK, so the cars we tend to drive here in the UK have gear sticks, which my American friends called stick shifts. If you want to go from one gear to another, you have to go through neutral. Otherwise, you're going to have a very expensive repair bill. Yeah, my first driving lesson, I think that's the biggest thing that my driving instructor was scared about. You have to go through neutral to be able to change gear. It's the same with your thoughts. You have to be able to go through neutral to reset the biochemical reactions in the body, to calm those emotions, to calm the thoughts. When you go through neutral, then you can add in the positive thinking. Then you can add in the affirmations. But if you try to flip-flop from negative to positive, you're just setting yourself up for inner conflict. Now, how do I do that? Is something you might be thinking right now. That is why I designed my ABC process. It is so simple. It can stop your inner critic in its tracks in under 60 seconds. No brain surgery required. It teaches you how to go through neutral, 
to then start to retrain and rewire, literally rewire your brain and reprogram the reticular activating system to start turning your inner critic into a genuine cheerleader. I have a free training on that. You can find that at the show notes for this episode at claireyosa.com forward slash leaders forward slash one four. And it really just takes 60 seconds. Practice it a few times a day, every day for a week until it becomes second nature. And suddenly you'll find you're beating yourself up less. You'll find it easier to make that shift from negative self-talk to encouraging yourself because you are no longer fighting against your biology and your neuroscience and you'll find it's easier to calm the stress emotions. It's like if you use those five times a day, it means five times a day you're completely resetting the stress cycle. So it's also a fantastic strategy for burnout prevention. So go to the show notes page, get hold of that, clareyosa.com forward slash leaders forward slash 14. And if you really want to deep dive on this stuff, if you really want to be able to become naturally resilient rather than kind of gritted teeth, bounce back resilient, and to be able to prevent burnout, make sure you take a look at my program, The Natural Resilience Method for Burnout Prevention. It helped so many people in the first lockdown in the UK, created transformational results for them, and it only takes a few minutes a day, and it could change your life forever. You can find out again about that at the show notes. There'll be a link there under the resources section, clareyosa.com forward slash leaders forward slash 14. And if you've already got Ditching Imposter Syndrome, the book, make sure you join up something really exciting that we're starting in the next couple of weeks if you're listening to this episode when it first comes out. A six-week interactive reader experience. The techniques in ditching imposter syndrome make a huge difference for stress levels and burnout. And you can find out about that at ditchingimpostorsyndrome.com forward slash interactive. And finally, another gift for you today. (laughs) It's Christmas in February. I've had so many requests to run workshops free of charge from people who don't have any budget to celebrate International Women's Day 2021. There's only one of me. I cannot possibly say yes to them. So what I'm doing instead is offering everybody an International Women's Day workshop on ditching imposter syndrome, specifically how to stop your inner critic in its tracks and how to start training it to be a genuine cheerleader. If you want that as my gift, go to claireyosa.com forward slash IWD 2021. And I'd love to hear from you. What has stood out for you on this episode? What have you learned? What might you do differently? And what action could you take in the next 24 hours to start reclaiming control of that negative self-talk to be able to press pause on that stress cycle so that you can allow your brain to train itself to think positively instead of having to plaster positive affirmations over the top. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure you've subscribed wherever you love to get your podcast. It's out every Friday, yours as my gift. And next week, I'll be back with episode 15, part four in my mini burnout series, burnout prevention series, how to magically make more time. It's my eight word mantra that can create hours in a day for you no matter how busy you are. This one you do not want to miss. If you've enjoyed today, 
please consider leaving us a lovely review over at iTunes. It makes such a difference and helps more people to find the podcast, the Soul Led Leaders podcast, so they can enjoy it too. I'll be back next week, How to Magically Make More Time. I hope you have an amazing week. Show notes, deep dive resources, and access to Claire's inspirational weekly soul-led leaders email is available for you at clareyosa.com forward slash soul-led leaders. 